My name is Winston Wolfe, and you're listening to Pushing Upstream. I was born in 1979 in the Midwest and adopted eight days later. Now, at almost 39 years old, I've begun the search for my birth family, and I started this podcast to document my experiences. I invite you to join me on my journey. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to episode 003 of the Pushing Upstream podcast. Today is August the 5th, and it's been a little longer since the last episode than I had intended, but for a pretty good reason. I've actually been having kind of a difficult time trying to find a way to word this episode, and that's because when I try it just kind of seems to fall flat. I can't seem to find a good way that, you know, does justice to the experience that I've had over these last few weeks. On Monday, July 16th, I found my birth mom. (laughs) Here I am with episode 003, and I've already found her. Actually, a statement that would probably be closer to the truth is that we found each other. She started looking for me just over six years ago, leaving entries on adoption databases, which before I found her, I didn't even know existed. As I've said in previous episodes, I joined several closed groups on Facebook, specifically for people in my position or in a birth parent's position and who are now looking to reunite. Every single day in these groups, people are posting information regarding their birth date, their birth location, adoption information, and so forth, in hopes that someone there might either recognize it or maybe even be able to match it up with other information posted maybe by someone else. In these groups are people that are called search angels. And these people research public documents and databases to see if they can find matching information for the people who are posting there. And this is exactly what happened to me. On one of the groups in which I actually unintentionally neglected to post my information at first, I finally got it posted. And within just about an hour or so, I received a private message from one of those search angels In that message, she actually sent me a screenshot from an entry on the database that I was not yet familiar with and which had been placed there in 2012 by a birth mother searching for a son that she put up for adoption as a newborn in 1979. All of the information in this entry was spot on, except that she said she'd been told on multiple occasions by the caseworker who handled the adoption that the adopted parents had named the child David. Well, my name is very much not David, so, you know, needless to say, my guard was up. I was hopeful, although I had gotten my hopes up a bit too high with the first person that I had contact with, only to find out that I was on the wrong trail. The search angel then sent me a link 
to a Facebook profile of someone with the same name as the woman who posted that database entry. As I looked through the photos that were publicly visible on her profile, I came across an old black and white photo of a young man who I presumed and then later confirmed was her father. That photo immediately brought to mind my 10th grade yearbook photo because there were some very striking similarities. You know, the chin, the hair, the smile. The resemblance of that photo alone was enough uh, to, you know, to help me believe that I was possibly on the right path this time. Now, you have to understand, too, that while all of this was happening, I was at work, so I didn't actually have a lot of attention that I could give all of this information, no matter how bad I wanted to. So I went ahead and contacted my fiancé at home and sent her the information and asked her to take a closer look for me. And within 10, maybe 15 minutes, she was asking me if she could go ahead and contact her for me. And honestly, it kind of took me a few minutes to think about because... You know, I felt like maybe I should be the one to reach out first, but eventually I just gave her the go-ahead. I honestly don't know what I was expecting. Maybe just another dead end. I've been so convinced since I started this search just a month ago that I would be doing this for years before even finding any useful information. I didn't believe that I would actually find her so quickly. But here we are. I did it. Aside from how I went about actually finding her, a popular question among my friends and family after I broke the news to them was, how did we come to the final conclusion that we were indeed the people we were both looking for without having a copy of my original birth certificate or even having done a DNA test? Well, if you listened to episode 002, then you heard me read the letter that she'd written to me at the time of the adoption. Now that letter was written on a specific stationery that I've come to know like the back of my hand over the years. The color of the paper, the floral letterhead design, and of course, the handwriting itself. When she began her search in 2012, she wrote another letter, and this time it was addressed to the mysterious David. She had acquired a list of all of the people in Missouri who were born on the same day that I was. She crossed off all of the females and circled all of the Davids and sent a copy of that letter to each of them. A couple of them did respond, but of course, it was only to inform her that they weren't who she was looking for. So then, here we are, six years later, when I came along. After my fiancé spoke with her briefly on Facebook and established that we might actually be who we hoped we were, I sent her a friend request whenever I got home from work, which she accepted almost immediately. For a couple of minutes after that, I was trying to think up of some kind of a first message to send to her, but she ended up beating me to the punch. And the very first message she sent me was an explanation that she had been told that my name was David. And accompanying that message was a photo of the 2012 letter. It was on the exact same 
green stationery with floral letterhead that was used for my birth letter some 32 years previous. And the handwriting was a spot-on match. My jaw was instantly on the floor. I knew I had the right person. All doubt was gone. I didn't even need to read the letter. I mean, I did, of course, but I didn't need to in order to know unequivocally that for the first time in my life, I was speaking to my real mother. And even though I'd been trying to remove any and all expectations and to keep an open and neutral mind about anything I might discover, I had readied myself to discover the worst. You've heard me talk about this, how I didn't know if I would find questionable people or a stack of mug shots, perhaps a gravestone, or, in my mind, worse yet, parents who didn't want to be found and who kept me a secret. Well, <laughs> I'm ecstatic to report that that is not at all what I found. Not only is my birth mom alive and well, and not only does she seem to be such an amazing person, but as I said, as it turns out, she was also looking for me. In addition to that, I also discovered that I have two new brothers and two new sisters, all of whom have known about me for at least a decade or more, some of them a little longer, and they seem to be just as excited <laughs> about this new development. What further blows my mind about all of this is that I share at least one major interest with each of them. We all seem to be very creative people. It's been incredibly fascinating to speak with them and to essentially compare notes because it's quite clear to me that we all seem to be cut from the same cloth. Every single day since the day I found my birth mom, I've had some level of contact with her. We both very much would like to have some kind of a relationship, even though we're five states apart. In fact, flights have recently been booked and plans made for our first meeting in just a little over a month, and I think we are both counting down the days. Also, not only have I been informed of who my father is, but I've even had a chance to speak to him. And he seems to be excited to know that I've found them, and he does want to keep in contact, even if only so often. So, these last three weeks have been quite the trip. I've finally been able to look around at people to see who I resemble, which is kind of a bizarre experience, but it's something I've been dreaming of for years. I'm incredibly grateful for what I found, because I know that a lot of these stories don't always end so well. I would say that my experience, however, pretty easily ranks up there with the birth of my son. Obviously, there's quite a bit of catching up to do, but a lot of questions are finally being answered, even ones that I didn't know to ask. My only wish is that my parents were still around to see this, because I know they wanted me to go through this and to find out where I came from. In fact, after seeing my experience, even my sister 
is now motivated to finally begin her own search, and I wish her all the luck in the world. I hope her search ends just as positively as mine did. So then, what about the podcast? (laughs) Is this a wrap? (laughs) Are four episodes all we're going to get? Well, I will happily answer that with a resounding no. So, you know, even though my search has come to an end, I've still got plans for this podcast. I've got interviews slated to happen in coming episodes with friends of mine who've gone through similar journeys. And I've also been paying attention to some of the interesting psychological effects that this whole event has brought on. And, you know, I want to be sure to touch on that from time to time as the podcast progresses. So you can expect the show to continue. Although, uh... I might need to update the intro now. (laughs) So, an enormous thank you once again to my listeners. I'm sorry it took so long to bring you this episode, but hopefully now you can see that it was for a good reason. After everything that's happened in the past few weeks, it took some effort to find a way to properly express it all. Uh, Plus, you know, hey, since my newfound family knows about my show now, I have some new captive audience members that I wanted to be sure not to disappoint. As a bit of a side note, I wanted to add the forewarning that I'm not completely sure when the next episode, number 004, will be posted because there will need to be a higher degree of planning and some coordination involved to make it happen, but I promise you we will get there. In the meantime, I can't thank you all enough for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next time, all right? Take care. Thank you.